0: Welcome to Seeking Paradise, Reflections on Spirituality, Community and Justice. So there was once a seeker after truth who went to visit a wise woman who lived in a cave and he approached into her cave and he he introduced himself and he said I'm a seeker after truth I have read many books and I've been to see many gurus and wise people and I've been to many temples searching for truth, searching for great revelation, for great understanding. And he said, I heard that you are a very wise person and that you are capable of giving the greatest revelation of all. Could you give that to me? The wise woman smiled kindly at the man and she said, yes, yeah, I could. I tell you what, you see that hill over there in the distance. If you climb up that hill at midnight tonight and if you get to the top of the hill at midnight and if you lift your eyes up to the heavens, then at that moment you will receive The greatest revelation. The man said, I'm very prepared to do that. I will do that. And so off he went to do as the woman had said. The next day he came back to the woman in the cave, looking a bit grumpy and fed up. And the woman said, did you do as I asked? And he said, yes, I did, but it didn't work. Nothing happened. I climbed up the hill. It was a big hill. It took me a good hour to get to the top of the hill. And just as I was beginning to get to the top at midnight, the heavens opened and it began to pour down with horrible, thick rain. But I, I kept going, said the man. I kept going to the top of the hill. I got there at midnight with the rain pouring down and I lifted my eyes up to the heavens and I felt the rain splatter on my face and going down the the back of my neck and I thought of myself on this hill looking up to the heavens and I thought to myself, I feel like a complete idiot. I feel like a complete idiot doing this. So the woman smiled and she said, That sounds like a pretty good revelation to me. Sometimes the greatest revelation is that I'm a complete idiot. Sometimes life conspires to teach us a lesson like that. I remember once when I was um, on a committee that meant that I went down to, to meetings in London uh, pretty regularly, um, every couple of months or so. I remember one of these times. This is when I was living back in Bolton. Um, I got the train, got up early, got the train from Bolton to Manchester, Manchester to London, got the tube to the office. Though where the meeting was that I was going, um, I came into the office, kind of got buzzed in. And usually there's the uh, the person who is um, On the downstairs office the reception and I usually kind of wave through to her as I was buzzed in and go up to the the meeting room upstairs uh, that I was um, having this meeting and I did that this time I kind of buzzed in and kind of said oh hello um, and kept kind of walking but but this time she uh, she flagged me down and she came out and she said what are you what are you doing here and I said oh it's the it's the ministry meeting today and she said no it's not that's tomorrow And I'd got the wrong day. I'd put the wrong day in my diary. I'd got train tickets for the wrong day. I'd come all the way down to London on the wrong day of the week. Um, And there was nothing I could do about it. Luckily, it was a sunny day. I went and bought a change of clothes in a shop and went to sit in a park and stayed over with a friend in London and came back to the meeting the next day. And it was the same week. I remember my previous church we were kept doing like little trips out to uh, amateur theater groups um, and we were going to a matinee that saturday and uh on the Saturday, it was pouring down with rain, and I was running slightly late to get to this matinee trip to uh to the old theater that we were going to um so I kind of drove into town into the parked in the church car park and then walked across town in the pouring rain to where Bolton Little Theatre was, uh, walked through rushing, knowing I was kind of cutting it really fine, and came around the corner and Bolton Little Theatre was shut, shut us down, no sign of life whatsoever. And I realised that the theatre trip for the matinee was actually at Farnworth Little Theatre, not Bolsa Little Theatre. And I'd gone to the to the wrong theatre, and Farnworth Little Theatre is like four miles down the road. Um, so I was was never even gonna get there in time at that point because I was already running late. So I just gave up, <laughs> went uh went home. Just one of those weeks where I thought, i you know, I'm writing off this week. This week is cancelled. A week for me to realise. You know, that I was being, a couple of times, a complete idiot. But I'm very serious in saying that this might be the greatest revelation. But it's a revelation that's going to hit different people in different ways. It's something men need to learn more than women. It's something white people need to learn more than people of colour because we're not gonna be able to learn to be liberated from our racism unless we have the ability to say, oh man, I, I, I really messed up, didn't I? I did something stupid, I said something stupid. Ah, oh, sorry, I've been an idiot, right? And if we, if we can't do that, if we can't be corrected when we mess up, that means we can't learn and change and get better. And this is one of those messages I feel like I'm, I'm giving, <laughs> giving to myself, right, as much as anyone else, because I really hate that feeling that I've messed up. I really sort of hate that. that um, I really hate that sense, oh, I've done something wrong. Um, I don't find it easy to show my imperfection because I've been socialized as a man, right? And men generally are much more socialized to put on a show of everything being okay um, rather than admit oh, oh I did something wrong or I'm not very good at this. Um, so that's this is again a lesson for men to learn more, a lesson men need to learn more, less and white people need to learn more. Because because unless I can be I can be open to the possibility that I've been an idiot. I can't be an anti racist as a white person. Because if someone says to me, actually, that was, wasn't a good attitude or, or a good way of saying that, that wasn't, you know, that was a bit racist actually the way that was said, that was a bit clumsy, um, then I have to have the ability to say, oh, yeah, I've messed up. I've been an idiot. Sorry about that. And there's no like getting to the place of being like a perfect anti racist that you like stop doing that stop the ability of needing to be able to be corrected right because if i don't say that if i if i'm not have the ability to kind of recognize the idiot that i've been uh, then i'm going to say no no i didn't mean that um, i didn't mean to cause offense I, i'm a good person I, i'm not a racist person and i'm going to get defensive because i'm trying to protect an image of me as a good person as a proper person liberal person as an anti-racist person right as a not racist person so my priority in that conversation becomes my white innocence my uh, white virtue rather than having the ability to go ah oh, i messed up a bit sorry but you can see how that makes you know the person who who told me feel if i if i don't do that you know, it means I've not acknowledged what they've said. I've not really heard that person. I've not really listened to them. I've not really acknowledged potentially their pain by by prioritising and saying, oh, I didn't mean it. I, 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 no, you misunderstood. Um, I'm a good person. By being defensive of my goodness, I don't make a space to acknowledge that I might have messed up and I might have caused pain to someone else. To acknowledge that pain, I have to be able to admit that I might sometimes cause it. I might sometimes mess up a bit. I might sometimes be an idiot. It doesn't mean I'm evil. It doesn't mean I'm hateful. It doesn't mean I'm worthless. I'm still a precious human. I'm still a beloved child of God of infinite value. You are still, we are all still beloved children of God. But we're also idiots, sometimes. And that's okay. That's okay. That's the revelation, maybe the greatest revelation. Sometimes I'm an idiot. Sometimes you are. And that's okay. In fact, it's a sign of spiritual health to be able to hold these two truths. I'm a precious idiot. Beautiful human being and I can be an idiot sometimes it's a sign of spiritual health not to take ourselves too seriously to have a likeness of our being that comes from holding those two things as being entirely totally fully true to be okay to be deeply deeply okay with the truth of both our foibles and our sacredness.